to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence, preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Sugar Coated. I am so happy today to be speaking to my next guest. Her name is Emily Wilcox, and she's a crystal-loving, coffee-drinking, money healer, and business mentor. Emily's mission is to help female entrepreneurs uncover their money wounds and heal them in community so that more money flows to embodied women and collectively up-levels the planet. While building two seven-figure businesses, Emily decided to ditch the belief that it had to be hard. She tapped into feminine energy to allow more ease and joy and support her team. She uses energies, woo-woo, and a sprinkle of strategy to help women call in more money and joy while they build their vampires. Emily, I love that so much. That just hits hard. So welcome to Sugar Coated and let's get into it. Yes, thank you so much for having me and for that kind introduction. Oh, it's so, so good. I just, I love the way that you talk about money and the the joy that that just comes through in that uh, sort of description of everything that it is that you do. So let's maybe take a little bit of a step back and talk about how you got to the place that you're at right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually got here because money felt hard (laughs) to me. And, you know, I was growing businesses and having, you know, what I think looked like a, a fair bit of success on paper. And yet, I felt a lot of lack internally. I felt like I wasn't as far along as I should be for how old I was or how long I was in business. I felt like we should have more money in our bank accounts based on how much was coming into our business. Like lack, 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 not enough time, not enough money, not far enough along. And I I mistakenly thought that money would fix all of that. And so Mm -hmm. I was, you know, steadfastly working towards my first $100,000 cash month in our agency business. And we finally hit it. And wouldn't you know, I didn't feel as successful as I thought I would feel. The business didn't feel as stable as I thought it would feel. I didn't feel as safe. I didn't feel as far along. Like it, the, the money actually didn't fix any of that. Mm. And so it was my invitation to go deeper into the inner work. And I had been doing some of that in parallel because I did sort of recognize that like, what's the common denominator in all of this? Well, it's me. (laughs) So (laughs) could it be that I'm my own upper limits problem? And, you know, I never thought that you know, fast forward a few years and I would be guiding other women through this work. 
But, you know, that's that's the magic of this human experience is we actually have no freaking idea what's next for us. Mm. And nothing's ever wasted. Like all of the experiences, all of the little tragedies and traumas and challenges, they all end up weaving together so beautifully to turn into this thing that we never could have imagined. And so, you know, here I am on your podcast talking about healing money wounds and scaling your business. (laughs) That's amazing. I want to just dive in like even deeper because when you talk about like, hey, here I am building these, you know, six, seven, multi-seven figure businesses, I think to myself immediately, that's success. We need to learn from her. She was able to do that. Not a lot of women get past that million dollar mark. Yeah. But what you said about, well, you did it, but it didn't have the impact on you that you thought it would have. How did you, you you obviously went on a a sort of a, a journey, a spiritual money journey, maybe, but how did you sort of get past that? And do you still continue to operate these businesses? And how is that different? Like, how do you perceive it differently? What changed? Yeah, so we do still operate one of the businesses. So the original seven-figure business was an e-commerce brand. And we actually finally wound that down at the end of last year. But our agency still does just over seven figures, like $1.1, $1.2 million a year. And I have been able to really lean on the team that we've built and my husband's a co-founder in the business. And so as I was really feeling called to step into coaching, I had to have some tough conversations about just a reshifting and a rebalancing of, of priorities and responsibilities. And so, you know, I hung up my CEO title over there and handed more things over to my husband. We promoted someone on the team to be an operations manager. We hired a fractional CFO. Like, we really did a lot to up-level the amount of support that was there. Mm. I'm still involved to a degree on the business development side of things. So I was actually just looking at my calendar this week and saying, okay, how many of my calls and meetings are for Elevate, which is our agency? And it was five. And I work about 20 hours a week. So it's roughly like 25% of my time. But to answer your other question, which is like, what did the journey look like? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I posted something on social media a week or two ago where I said, you know, most of my best business strategies would get me kicked out of the boardroom. And and I really believe that to be true because it's like when I tell you what I did, it's like, well, I connected with my inner child. Like yeah. I learned who <laughs> she was and what she was still really freaking upset about and scared about. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to reparent her and stop hoping that other people in my environment were going to make her feel loved and worthy and belonging and safe and all of these different things. I reconnected with pleasure and desire and trusted that actually moving toward the things that felt good to me was a good business strategy. And Mm. yeah, going inward, doing shadow work, and at the same time, not taking it all so freaking seriously. I was Mm. very much in my wounded masculine energy. So like overthinking, overdoing, overgiving, taking on all of the responsibility, all of the pressure, like 
very much a hyper independent go it alone kind of a oh thing. Yeah. And and so much of that actually was inner child stuff. I just didn't know it. And as I went to heal it, it sort of connected all of the dots. But just allowing myself to get back into more play and flow and creativity, more of that feminine energy, and to trust that if I lean back a little bit, that there's something that will catch me, that I'm not just going to fall, that there's other people, there's systems, there's processes, there's God in place that's actually doing a lot of the work on my behalf. And I can just do my part and that's enough. Mm. Gosh, Emily, like, oh man, you're speaking to me. I mean, I think probably a lot of women that are listening to Sugarcoated can relate to that as well, that that overdoing, like, I've got to do it all. I've, and if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. And, right. and even if it does get done, it gets done in such a shitty way that I have to redo it. And it's like <laughs> my responsibility. And, you know, I, like, I can relate to that so hard, yeah. you know, and I do think that when you show up into any situation and you're more grounded in who you are, you don't let the other people in the room influence you as much. And you can make better business decisions because they're not informed by emotions. Like, I love what you said about like not... Um, having other people be the ones that were going to like give you what you needed emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of business sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for my clients too, like I work with a lot of six and seven figure women entrepreneurs, but I recently had a private client who is still in corporate America, but doing really well. And yet one of the biggest things that we uncovered is the reason she was having such a hard time with her boundaries and overworking and people pleasing is that she was looking for so much approval and belonging from her boss. And I was like, what does this remind you of? Yeah, She's like, it reminds me of my mom. She's Ugh. like, I did everything for my mom. I was just yeah. trying so hard to like be everything to her. And it's like, mm. it makes me tear up when I think about it because I just imagine this little girl that's like, you know, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Do you love me enough? Do I belong? And it's like, when we're playing that out in the workplace with our boss, who, by the way, whenever we're doing that, we're a match for people who want you to have to earn their approval. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like she had an amazing boss that was like, we're doing great. Take the day off, you know? <laughs> yeah. He was just like, more. Right. Yeah. More. No, it's more. not good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you start talking about these things and they seem ridiculous. Totally. Like from a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, totally. That's, from, that's why I'm saying we can't go into the boardroom and say, like, here's the strategy for today. We're going to heal our inner children. Oh, my God. But yeah, but that is that's the stuff. And I guess, you know, we're all on a journey, right? We're and we talked about this a little bit before we we sort of started recording, but it's like 
timing, right? Like, oh, things come up and you can get frustrated. Like, oh, why didn't this happen? And what's going on? But if you can also take a step back and say, wait, there's got to be a reason why this isn't coming together. You know, what is it? And getting curious instead of getting angry, like trying to force it. That's, I think that that is maturity. But how can people almost... I'm not going to say get there faster because everybody is on a journey, but how can people maybe be more in the space of of recognizing that everything is happening and <laughs> you don't have any control? Yeah. I, I mean, I would say if if anyone listening, if this is a newer concept for you and you're like, I'm curious, but how? Yeah. I would bring the conscious intention to it. So like play a little game and... And I use the word God, and I know that can be so triggering because, like, I used to be triggered. It took me a long time to coming back around to that. So also it's fine mm-hmm. to say universe or higher self or source. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be fun to say, okay, for the next three days, every day when I wake up, I'm going to say, universe, show me how good it gets surprise and delight me. And I'm going to look for all of the ways that you are lining things up in my favor. Now, when we say that, it does something in our brain, which is it activates our reticular activating system, which is the filter in our brain. And the reticular activating system decides what information actually gets to come in and is relevant and what are the things that we tune out. And Mm. so by saying, I am going to look for the ways that you're lining things up in my favor, you will naturally start to notice over those next few days, the things that feel like a detour, you're going to be like, hang on a second. I asked Mm. universe to surprise and delight me. Hmm. I wonder what's going to come of this. And just in that playful curiosity, you will experience so much magic that I suspect it will be the way that you want to start living moving forward. I love that. I, I think that that can be the the takeaway action from this episode. Let's, you know, wake up or even if we forget when we wake up at some point in the day, it's sort of like, show me how great everything can be. Yeah. I, I love that. And it's, it's that same exact phenomenon with the buying of the car. You want a blue one because you don't see any blue cars. And yeah. then all of a sudden you see every single blue car. It's what your mind filters. And I love this reticular activating system. Yes. That is, I, I what I love about that is it sort of takes some of the things that we're talking about that might feel nebulous, the universe, the source, and it, it, it grounds it in biology, right? Yes. Like this is how your brain works. This is humanity, people. Absolutely. I love this. This is so good. Oh my goodness. So does this concept apply as well in business. For sure. You know, and I'm teaching a program right now that I teach once a year called Fempire. And a lot of what we do in the Fempire process is look at a rebalancing of our masculine feminine energy. And the thing is, what we're often taught in business feels very masculine energy. And 
if if you've never heard these terms before, it's so annoying that they're gendered because it makes us feel like it has to do with our biology or our gender assignment. And it does not. We both have masculine, feminine energy. But we're taught very masculine things. It's very lean forward. It's the thinking. It's the doing. It's the strategizing. It's the setting smart goals and taking action toward them. And all of that can be great. However, what's missing and doesn't get talked about as much is the feminine where it's like the receiving of the incredible idea and the inspiration, the intuitive hit you know, just feeling connected and co-creating. But when we look at any great business, it always started with that. You know, it's like Steve Jobs wasn't just like at a whiteboard, like brainstorming ideas and then ranking (laughs) them and then being like, well, this one's ranked number one and it's got more pros than cons. So let me set some smart goals to bring this thing to life. It's like it started with the feminine inspiration, the creativity, the intuitive feeling, and then inspired action, the masculine naturally flows from that. When you get Mm. a great idea, you don't, nobody wants to just sit on that. You naturally want to spring into action. Yeah. Right. But if you are in action, action, action all the time, that is where burnout comes from. And I think society puts so much emphasis and they they you know give the gold star to the person or the business that is doing accomplishing making these goals earning more money all of that kind of stuff and that's great right, right. like we need that in order for a business to continue to grow but yeah without those creative ideas without the scanning of the environment and seeing what's going on and and really absorbing that you you can never get to that next level. So you might stagnate. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think it ultimately comes down to control, you know, and a lot of the control is the wounded masculine. But it's like when when we as business leaders or business owners, like we want KPIs. We want things that we can measure. We want that what feels more tangible. And so mm. it's it's easier to measure output. And it's much harder to measure how creative and intuitive our team is being, right? <laughs> like, and so instead we just we just go to like this proven framework and everything measurable. And we want to mm. take all of the magic out of it, but it's like, well, what are we really doing here? Cause the magic is where it's at. Yeah. I want to dive into this a tiny bit because it's interesting that you're talking about the wounded masculine, but as a woman. And you talked about this a little bit before. It's like this this gendered thing. So you think as a woman that naturally you're in your feminine, but that's actually not the case, especially how you were just talking about the, the proving energy and everything. And I can relate to that. Like yeah. I can really relate to it. So the the wounded masculine within the woman what is that? Like, how can a woman have wounded masculine? Yeah. So every human has masculine and feminine energy. And then we can break it down to wounded and divine. So it's kind of like the the bad side of it and the good side of it. And so at a super basic, like the two-minute version, like if you even just think about anatomically 
a man versus a woman. Like the masculine is the giving energy and the feminine is the receiving energy. But again, it doesn't matter what our biological parts are. We both have both. And so especially for like high achieving, high performing women, we are often when we do an energy audit and when we start to understand this, spending most of our time in the wounded masculine. And mm. I'll, I'll take it a step further because one of the biggest ahas in my life that one of my mentors taught me is that mothering is actually masculine energy because mm. essentially it's like, I have to take care of you. I have to make sure that you're okay. So I'm leaning forward. I'm giving. I'm doing all of the thinking and strategizing and the doing on your behalf. And so you can see how high-performing women in the workplace take on a lot of responsibility and then go home and continue to take on a lot of responsibility for their children. And then often it extends to the husband. Like how often do we hear like, oh, my husband doesn't even know how to work the washing machine or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, he does. He's just in his little boy energy because mommy is yeah. going to take care of it. And it's like, that's not the most sexy romantic dynamic to have in your relationship. But as long as you're in your masculine, he can't be in his. Mm. This is this is good stuff. This is such good stuff. I, I I never thought about mothering as being the this you know driven type of energy. And you know I'll say it again. Like I can I can relate to this like really really deeply. I mean I am one hundred percent in the masculine energy, wounded, <laughs> over 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 giving wanting to control the outcome for everything, probably out of a place of fear and, and all of that. What can someone do? Because if someone's, you know, so in, in that, right, what the minute that you say step back and, and receive, that is shocking. Like, I wouldn't even know how to do it. Yeah. I mean, we could record so many episodes just on this. Yeah. But again, just to give like a little bite-sized piece. So this is an oversimplification, but it's really helpful. So if we look at it as a sequence, we can more easily get into the divine feminine and the divine masculine. So if we start in the divine feminine, take a shower or go on a walk or meditate. Do something that gets you into a mode of receptivity and feeling and connectedness. Mm -hmm. See what comes through. No agenda. You're not in control, but something might come through. And based on what comes through, let's say you get a good idea. Then you can, you can naturally flip into the divine masculine, which is, takes a very purposeful and decisive action. But then here's the key. The, the temptation is going to be to flip into the wounded masculine, which is then overdo it, keep going, push it forward, because that's what you're used to. Mm. Consciously then flip back to the divine feminine, which says, okay, I did the thing, I moved it forward, and now it's like over to you, God. Like I'm I'm passing the baton back to the the person who gave me the idea to begin with, right? Over to mm. you, higher self, over to you, universe. And then I surrender and I trust 
and I relax and I'm in a receptive mode to either reap the reward from that or to get a feeling on what gets to happen next. So it's a little Mm. sequence. It's a dance. Okay. You, this is why we're talking today. (laughs) It's so funny when what you just said too about take a shower, go for a walk. There are so many days that I don't even take a shower because I'm so busy and I have to do for someone else or I don't even have time to take a shower. I don't have time to take a walk. Even though I, you know, even though I want to, I don't. And so it's like I push those things aside to to be more productive or get done what I need to get done. And it's, it almost, what I'm hearing you say is, it's actually working against me. It is. Yeah. It is. Because, because like the dopamine hits that you're getting off of your to-do list and all of those things, it's like, there probably there's 20% of those that are really valuable and really moving forward your life and your business. But you're just staying there and doing all of them because it feels good and it's what you know. And it's like, it, it's almost like your gas pedal is like stuck down. Yeah. And so your nervous system is used to that pace. Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes hard to prioritize the thing that feels slow and boring and not necessary. Mm-hmm. But it, that's actually such a gift because it gets you into receptivity. And mm-hmm. we crave so deeply actually to be taken care of. And it took yeah. me a long time to even get back to a place where I could say that out loud and remember that there was a part of me that just wanted someone else to take care of it and for me to like receive. And that doesn't make you any less of an incredible business person and and have the ability to make the money that you want to make. And I, I mean, I think that that kind of, you know, has me think about like, okay, you know, let's talk about this money mindset and the energy behind that because it all sort of ties together. So immediately in my mind, when you are taking a shower or taking a walk, you know, you're not, you're not kind of like making the money, right? So it's like, how do you embrace the reception and also the knowledge, the knowing that the money that you desire to make that it's that it's going to flow like how do you do that yeah i love the way that you frame this question because it is so connected receiving energy is receiving energy and so often clients will come to me and it's like you know i want more money and and it's like okay and like how do you handle receiving a compliment what do you do when someone offers to help you are you like an excellent receiver or do you try to like take the very bare minimum or better yet, find a way that you can help them instead of receiving the help that they're offering you? If, Mm. if we're having a hard time doing that in those situations, when we add in the piece of money, which we've made mean things about our survival, about our worthiness, about like our ability to provide, our ability to have all the things that we want. We've added so many stories around money that makes it harder. So it's like, we'll practice being in the receiving energy first (laughs) in other areas because it's all the same. At an energetic level, it is all the same. But often what I see when we're stuck in the wounded masculine is 
we've got lots of money floating around us. Like mm-hmm. there's there's so many people we know that are making lots of money. There's lots of deals happening around us. There's lots that's like so close to landing. And of course, some money is flowing in. But it's like energetically, we're keeping a lot of it at an arm's distance because we're in give mode. We're in mm. give, go, and do mode. And if we if we can't get into the receptive mode, then money is like, okay, well, I'll just hang out in your orbit somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And that, right. Uh, this is, this is so impactful to me too, because even just the simple words of like make money or yeah. receive money yes. right there. Right. It's like, how do I make money? How do I make money? How do I, but meanwhile, the question should probably be, how can I, how can I receive yes. the money? Like, just change the question, right? Yeah, yeah you're, it actually makes sense to think about it in a different way. And like you're saying, just to reinforce what you're saying, if you're not in that receiving energy, how can you possibly receive money? Right. Especially when you're kind of telling the universe, I don't need you because I'm a driver. Like, I'm going to get it done with right. you or without you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I used to treat universe as like the ace up my sleeve. Like, I've got this. I'm going to do all of it. And if shit really hits the fan, then yeah. you're like my plan Z. Then we'll, yeah. we'll bring in the big guns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I, and I was I actually just thought about something else, too, being in the energy of receiving things, too. I, I think it's funny that the feminine energy is about receiving and yet society teaches us some of these things like, oh, no, no, you know, I got it at the thrift shop or, you know, oh, I, you know, I haven't washed my hair in three days. Like, you know, we can't ever accept the compliment, even though that is the feminine energy. Totally. And that's the wounded feminine. So we were talking about the Mm. wounded masculine. So the shadow side of the feminine is like, Leaky boundaries, like putting herself last, over, uh, like over apologizing, over explaining, mm. repressing her truth, doesn't feel worthy. Mm, gosh, and how how do we move out of out of that? Is that just still more like so it's almost like there's you know two sides of the the scales, like. That is treat yourself well, be in the receiving, like just kind of embrace that, say thank you and and mean it. I mean, I I know when I get a compliment, you know, it makes me feel good and I appreciate that the other person has given me the compliment. I have learned to say thank you. At the same time, I never just leave the thank you at thank you. I always give the compliment right back right. to because it is almost like a worthiness, like, well, the person that's giving me the compliment, you're amazing too. Like, let's, but right. that's, that's not receiving. That's like, oh, thanks. Here you go. Right. Yeah. I, it's like hot potato. Like I feel comfortable receiving for like one second and then <laughs> got to bounce it back. Got to go back to my giving. Yes. I just did that. i like literally just did that. I was like, thank you so much, but let's talk about you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, it's, it's fine tuning. There's, there's so many little tweaks and the beautiful thing about this work, because it's so connected is every area of life gets to be better. You know, I mean, Mm. even like 
our sex lives. Like we as women are not taught to receive very well. Like I grew up reading teen magazine and it was like basically a hundred pages of like how to get a boyfriend and make him happy and like you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How to get, right? It was right. never like sit back and let like him let and then them make sure come he's pleased and he's satisfied yeah. and he's happy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That and and society does this to us. I mean, you know, and it's like th- those pictures are beautiful. The clothes are beautiful. The articles are interesting. So it draws you in and then it it starts giving you these like subliminal messages, right? Yeah. I I used to look when I was younger. I used to look in the magazines for subliminal messages. Mm-hmm. I always thought that that there was something that the artist put in the picture. I was always so intrigued by yeah. this idea of like they're putting something in there. <laughs> and I always thought that. Like I always like they're trying to tell us something, not just drink Coke, but you know. And so in a way, I felt I feel like I might have been tuned in right. to the fact that there there was subliminal messaging. I was just looking for it in the pictures. Right. But what it was really doing is saying how to get a man and how to keep a man and how to keep him satisfied <laughs> and and how to, you know, weigh 10 pounds. Yeah, like just yeah. really bad stuff that that gets into us that we really have to unwind. Yeah. And when we unwind it, it's like, it's a gift to our children. It's a gift to our partners. It's a gift to everyone who works with us. Like, Mm. I'm a gift to the person who's giving me a compliment. Yeah. You know why? Because I I really let it land. And and I tell them how much it made my day and how meaningful it is to me. Like, those are the people we want to give to. And money is no different. Like money wants to flow like where there's a party and where you're super grateful and you have so much fun. And you're like, thank you. I receive more, please. Yes. Yes. See, and and this is so, you know, of course, this podcast, everything that She Leads Media is all about, we, we really are trying to do everything possible to promote women's ideas, thoughts, opinions. And, you know, this is one of them, right? Yeah. This is this is almost like your your ace card, right? Your secret formula. And if and if we can lean into this and and be unapologetic about it, yeah. I do think that this is going to trickle into women's businesses making more money and there's so much, it's not just about the making the money, right? I think we all know this. It's it's the concept that when when women make the money, we then give to our communities and yeah. to the world. And we make we make things better for other people because yeah. we truly are mothering, yeah. right? Our communities, mothering the earth. And that's not that's not a bad thing. That's such a good thing. And, it is. and we need to so women listening to this podcast. Let's be more in the receiving. Let's take more showers and take more walks <laughs> so that the money can flow to us so that we can help communities, help humanity. That's that's why it's so important. Not just so that we can buy a great bag. We want to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the bo- it's the both and. Like you get to have wealth just because. Like just because you yeah. want it. And it is true that typically, biologically, we 
our, our noticing of our community and we're noticing of people around us and we're finding ways to build bridges and spread the wealth and be generous and bring more people in. And that's such a good thing. You know, it's like the male lion that probably has a better name than that. The male lion, <laughs> you know, he'll hunt and kill food and eat it all. The lioness is the one who has to actually make sure that the kids eat. <laughs> like yeah, dad right. will just eat all the food. Mom's like, hang on, wait a second. <laughs> we is just killed this zebra. <laughs> Let's make sure everyone eats. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so true. And I do think that in the animal kingdom, it is the the lioness who is the hunter, I believe. Yeah. And maybe that's yeah. why, because she makes sure yeah. everyone eats. <laughs> That yeah, I think that is why. Oh my gosh, Emily, I, I I just appreciate you so much in this conversation. It it for me personally, I think it came at the exact time that I needed to hear these messages, and I hope that everybody listening, it's it was the time for you as well. I just I'm blown away by your insights and how you are marrying together more spirituality and humanity with business and that you are so incredibly generous and successful at the same time. So I just thank you so much for being a guest on Sugar Coated and I would love to have you back. Oh, I am receiving that so deeply. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. These are my absolute oh my favorite conversations to have. Like the time flew by and I feel like we could go so much deeper on so many different topics. So I would absolutely love to come back. Awesome. Yeah, that that is exactly why I want to have you back so we can dive into some of these other topics. So, oh, let me just say before you leave, how can people get in touch with you and how can they work with you? Thank you. I am hanging out all over the internet. Emily June Wilcox. I'm on Instagram at M Makes Money. I have a podcast, the M Makes Money Show. So yeah, come hang out, slide into my DMs. I'm pretty like, if you're following me, you'll know the ways to work with me and how much it costs and everything. Like I'm very transparent about that. And yeah, I'd love to have you in my world. Amazing. Well, again, thank you so much. Thank you. This is the She Leads Podcast Network.